song. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of Dames. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. That was a great new theme song you just performed. Is it true <laughs> you like to dance on a lark? <laughs> Peeing in the park. That poor lark. Get off that lark. Dance on the dance floor. Yeah, it's the de de Francais, not the de not... de dame. Oh. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and we invite you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. And uh, we watch movies that we've always heard about, read about, but now we can watch it courtesy of YouTube. We are in the middle, Carl, of the Mutiny Radio com- yeah. third annual comedy festival. Uh, there's yeah. some great live shows happening right after this. We're live, by the way. We are a podcast. You can find us on iTunes simply by our initials, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You could go to mutinyradio.fm and find the feed there. You don't have to use iTunes. I would like to say we're on Stitcher and all those others. Maybe we are. Uh, and then you can check us out on Facebook. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman is our group name. And we are also on are.na area arena and at this 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 festival there's gonna be some shows if you're listening live keep listening if you're in the san francisco and you're listening come over here watch yeah. some live show there's com- comedians from all around the country including our special guests who performed killed it on friday uh it's mm-hmm. great to have levi manis i got your name right sir yes sir thanks for having me oh thank you man uh <laughs> levi welcome to the show can you tell uh, our audience a little bit about yourself yeah, uh, I, I, I'm from Seattle. I did comedy there for a few years. And then uh, I just recently moved to L.A. and living out of my car. So. You re- are you really living out of your car? Yeah. Listen, people in Los Angeles, hook Levi up. Give him a couch. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> we, want, uh, we want our friends to be nice. So we're going to watch a movie with Levi because he's one of the great comics. Actually, a really funny comedian, uh, which I enjoyed on Friday. So definitely uh, look, so look up Levi. And we're actually very excited to have here. We, we're offering you nothing in return. I have some coffee. Uh, um. <laughs> so good. I'm enjoying this bottle of water. It's more than I had when I came in here. Oh, yeah, right. That, by the way, we need you to return any unused portions of that water <laughs> here at Mini Radio where we save every drop. Uh, Carl, what's the movie we're watching today? Today we are watching a National Lampoon movie. Are we really? National Lampoon Surf Party. Surf Party. Yeah. Uh. Now, when you when you search for it in YouTube, don't just put in Surf Party. You get some Surf Party. You should put in National Lampoon Presents or National Lampoon uh-huh. Surf Party. All right. Oh. I recommend Green Apple Entertainment's version. That's the version we're going to go by. I... So this this movie uh, has been released twice under the National Lampoon banner. Uh, just recently, like last year, is one of the reasons why it caught my attention. Under a different name, I think they changed some of the edits or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we can talk about. This is a two-hour podcast, so we definitely have time. Levi's on the other computer. Thank you, sir, uh, browsing for this movie. 
Yeah, of course. So hopefully I'll be able to find the right one. Yes. So we are looking for... Green Apple. All right. Green Apple Entertainment. Yeah, they must be from New York City, the Green Apple. <laughs> we're, we're big. Yeah. We're hardly green. Okay. So this is Surf Party Full Movie, courtesy of the channel Green yeah. Apple Entertainment. Go ahead and click the link and then hit pause immediately while you see the buffer. Oh, I have to sign in because of confirm my age? Oh, this is awkward. I didn't have to do that. Well, probably because you already signed in. Like, and it remembers it okay. You ever lie about your age? Oh. Oh, you mean on this thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do? Tell my mom? <laughs> they were like, are you 18? I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm 18. Oh, boy. Yes, I don't know if yes, I could sir. sign in. I can't believe we're going to kill time like this. Um, well, you got the movie well, set I'll up, right? I'll tell you, this yes, movie sir. was released prior. It was made in actually in 2009. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if this is 2014 or 2013. I, the internet says both things. But in 2009, they made a movie called Endless Bummer instead of Endless Summer. It's kind of a wittier name. Endless uh, Bummer. Well, that's a very and, obscure name, though. I mean, who's going to even know that? Yeah. Well, that's what they were counting on because... To make money, they said, look, nobody noticed our film. It went straight to DVD, so let's release it again. We'll contract the National Lampoon name and change the change the title, and we'll film a few additional things. Okay, so this is the original version, or...? We are seeing Surf Party, which is... Oh, you mean because there were two Surf Party versions? I don't know the answer. All right, so you know what? Life will go on. We'll have to live life. Levi, <laughs> Unfortunately. not knowing which version of Surf Party we're watching today. Right. But Carl and I love any movie that has the prefix National Lampoons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you ever watched one? Uh, been to Blockbuster? Uh, yeah, uh, Van Wilder stands out for me when it comes to National Lampoons. Vi Van Wilder 1, not the uh, Rise of Taj. No, I never saw Rise of Taj. Is that worth visiting? If it's on YouTube, we will watch it. Actually, I, I do believe it's cut up a bit in YouTube. Uh, so there are some versions. Uh, but the answer, of course, is no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I trust my judgment then. Before we start the movie, uh, uh, Levi, help me out. Did you have a joke about a death at a strip club? Was that yours? Yeah, that was that was me. That was one of the first jokes I wrote. Do you mind? Like, I know I'm not giving you any justice. No, but, uh, it's, it's all good. Uh, so somebody died at the strip club last night. It was a motorboat accident. Is that a boob thing? Like he goes. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling Very you, nice. our four people who listen to the show, they love that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the room, the acoustics, Carl's reaction, or anything else defer defer you. I did it for them. <laughs> yeah. So that's the best joke I've ever heard. And it's, it's funny because I went home and I really wanted to tell my kid that joke and I couldn't. So there was another she comedian. Get it. No, I told my wife and she actually laughed at it. Uh, I said, you got to hear this joke. And then uh, I was there was another comedian, Mikey McCullough? McKernan. McKernan, who's very funny and he's very clean. So I wound up telling most of his jokes to my kid. So <laughs> he's a great guy. We Mark. will talk more about the Mutiny uh, Comedy Festival, uh, how you can listen to it. We would love you. If you can't come, listen to these shows, the top-notch comedians from Los Angeles, from all around the country, and then just donate some money to the station for having this yeah. uh, entertainment for you. Uh, all right, so we're very happy, Levi, very happy to have you here. Happy to be here. Um, 
Paul, do you want to do the countdown? No, I see he's in the other room. He's chatting. Hey, hang on a sec. Paul. Oh, hey, Dakota, come in here. Dude, we're going to get Dakota in here. Uh, it's whole... a bit of a tradition to have Paul do it. Well, we'll have Paul's kid do it. What the fuck? <laughs> here, go ahead. Right over here on uh, Levi's mic. That's hot. Give us a countdown there, Dakota. All right, we are in. Thank you. Red oh. Rock. Red Rock. Whoa. Just like the Shining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. So we have Green Apple, Red Rock, and Lighthouse Entertainment. These are all yeah. physical things. I haven't heard of any of these so far. Uh-oh. Animated intro. Ventura. That little dot on the west coast. I wonder where yeah. that is. Ventura. This is where everybody should have grown up. Well, you know my Ventura rule. Any movie that's shot in Venice Beach or, or in Ventura can go suck it. They all, It's shorthand for California <laughs> wackiness, and I won't take it. Yeah. So actually, what number are you on? I think I'm far behind both of you. Oh, uh, I'm on 48 seconds, 49, 50. Okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're all the same. Okay, class. This is the year I graduated. 84, really? I know yeah. that you are going out. Were you a punk rocker who took over the school as part of being class of 84? Uh, not who took over the school. Do you know that movie, class of 84? Oh, no. I'll have to look that up. It's an actual watchable trauma movie. Okay. Oh, look at this. Class. How old are these people? Those are the parents, No, no, those right? are the parents. All right. Those are the parents. Oh, they're getting high. That's Sparky. That's Sparky. <laughs> we'll meet him. So this takes place so in what? present day? No, this takes place in 1984. <laughs> With the whole movie. And the the principal's giving a speech right now like, you're the future. The yeah, hey, man. The successes and the parents are rolling their eyes. Right, because they know in 2018 we're not the future. <laughs> and the future looks reluctant. There's Sparky. <laughs> oh, a little Sparky. And he is touted as a really good cursor. So why don't you turn up the sound right, here we go gosh darn 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 ever <laughs> here it is I'm talking right you fuck your mother in the fucking ass with your own fucking dick yeah <laughs> now did you say Paul's uh, child is around no he's long gone long gone good, good. yeah now this guy you might have noticed from that being the um from uh, meet the parents he's from meet the parents Huh. As the suspected child. Dude, how many bongs do you need? <laughs> how many yeah, how many no, bongs do you have in your house? I mean, first off, if you could smoke wait, in your house. Turn I it would... up, turn it up. He's... All right. You... Do you remember that, Mike? Oh, yeah, that's uh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, he tested the mic he was by saying. making a joke off to the side. He said, we'll outlaw Russia forever. We will begin bombing in five minutes. And the whole and country said, up on the mic. that's not acceptable for a president to talk like that. <laughs> we can't have that in 1984. Yeah. yeah. Supposed to be so funny. Yeah. I I recognize Lardo too from um Ash versus the Evil Dead on Netflix. Is he Ash's son or is he part of the ghost team or something? Yeah, he was uh his coworker at um some realtor store and then they've just been killing things ever since. Gotcha. You did you like that show? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Alright, good deal. I have to watch it. I get nervous when it comes to Evil Dead spinoffs. Yeah, me too. That's one of my favorite series. But they they're getting it right. Now, Lardo is. Give me five minutes, Mom. I'm having sex. But um, that's Daphne, of course, from Frasier. Oh, oh yeah, I love Frasier. Oh, good for Daphne. Is Daphne? Is the mom's like? Is she black? Get her out of the house. 
The wrong movie. James Levy. Leave. It's Levy's. Levy. James Levy is who that is. Because he, so this Ray Santiago, he's Lardo. He was born in the Bronx. That's why I like him. Oh he yeah. He was in Meet the Fockers 2004 as Jorge Villa Lo, Villa Lobos. What is that? Wolf Town. I never seen he, that. You know, the National Lampoon has a movie called National Lampoon's Meet the Parents, and it was oh. an Emo Phillips special. Oh no way! Wait, and, Mike, you never saw that? No, I think I've never seen any of it. Uh, I never well, seen the like sequel. Well, he's like a suspected uh, illegitimate child of. Um, What's De Niro? his name, the star with the comedian parents? What's his name? Oh, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. He's a, does, Sir does Party, he look a little to you like Ben Stiller? Lardo? Yeah. Maybe. Okay, so... <laughs> He's are they, suspected by you too. What are they making right now? Is that a big crepe? No, no. This is the uh, surfboard. Uh, you put... Uh, yeah, you, you see. The surfboard has got a lot of different layers. And oh, Mooney makes the surfboard. So this isn't Jigsaw building something for his latest uh, trap. How can no this uh, Vanessa Angel and Lee Ving? Lee Ving is in this from Fear. Yeah, from Fear, and from uh, Clue, and from uh, Dudes. Oh, Afton Crofted, Joan Jett. That's awesome. Yeah, Joan Jett. She's she just pontificates in this movie, right? Like he's well, like, she's a crazy person in this movie, so I wouldn't call it pontificating. It's, but he's, uh, he's like, I'm young, dumb, and full of cum. And she's like, well, someday you'll get old. And he's like, what, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, almost done with that surfboard. You know what else Leaving was in? Flashdance. I didn't know that. What, the remake? Was there a remake of Flashdance? No, it was 1983. He was in Flashdance. Wow. You should see him in this film, and you will. He looks ancient. Looks so old. I wonder if he was the uh, the the comedian chef in Flashdance. He was my favorite guy. <laughs> They'll be like, "It's your I, turn," and he would jump out from under the counter, and he'd be like, "How do you heard of Pollock drinking water? Yet hit the toilet seat on his head." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Which is like, what a weird premise to begin with. All right, so I would was... check it out just to see, but that would mean I'd have to watch Flashdance again. Yeah. Oh, it's a sexy movie. I guess. <laughs> now, one of Fear's songs is in this movie called Let's Have a War. Do you remember that song? Sure. I remember every Fear song. <laughs> Let's have a war. That's beyond we my We use the money. What was the one about, like, I don't care about your town? It was like, uh, yeah. Was, yeah, I hate your city or something. I, right. And yeah. New York's all right if you like saxophones. If you like means... saxophones. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a homosexual, right? Is that the yeah, one? right. Yeah. New York's all right. If you want to get trampled underfoot. If you're a homosexual. Well, anyway, Fear does not do a good job in this film, and he was only hired to... Oh, my, my uh, movie froze. Oh, no, there we For go. Buzz. Well, I, what kind of buzz? If people are like, hey, Blockbuster, open up. I heard you have Leaving and Joan Jett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, this is Mooney. This is Matthew he, Lillard. He's the official voice of Shaggy. Well, he's he was the actor in when I first saw this film. I was like, where do I know that guy from? And then I was like, hey, he's, like, he's oh, hackers. He's hackers. You ever seen that movie, Hackers? Yes, maybe. I Scream. Sure. Scream. Right. He's the crazy guy from Scream. See, I, I first knew him from uh, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, I oh, always right. know him as Shaggy. Well, you know, one, that's the neighbors. 
Hanna-Barbera loves him so much, he is the official voice of Shaggy. Every time they do a cartoon, they hire him. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's great. I wish we saw more of them. Yeah. He, they well, still make Scooby-Doo's? They, yeah, well, so, you know, not that our kids know what the fuck that is unless they have a fucking YouTube right. channel. But, yeah, they do. They still make Scooby-Doo's. As long as uh, amusement parks get haunted, <laughs> as long as there's mummies terrorizing villages, Scooby will be there. Yeah. <laughs> There's people who could have gotten away with it. But if it was wasn't for you meddling sixty year olds. Yeah, you need those meddling sixty year olds. Yeah, Vera they, Vera died. The voice of Vera. Wait, do you know who the original voice of of Shaggy was? Yeah, it was our buddy, uh Casey Kasem. Right. Yeah. Top ten. I don't know if anybody remembers. Levi, how old are you? Uh twenty five. Yeah. Oh, so you don't know, even know that Kasem. name? No. no, I've heard the name before, but I'm not familiar. He was we a, he was a definite picture. I didn't. We didn't really listen to it, right? I listened. My I still did. Corny. No, you, uh, well, in the '80s, you would record uh, songs off the radio, and you would listen to every week. You listen to America's Top Forty. Uh, yeah. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> keep your feet to the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Right, and, and he, he would tell stories. It was very yeah. inspiring. And he was the voice of Shaggy, and I believe Scooby, maybe. No, I think someone else was Scooby. Yeah, he, he was, was Shaggy. Scooby was not... Was not Casey. Casey Kasem also shows up in this amazing, great movie called The President's Analyst uh, with mm-hmm. Godfrey... Uh, God, what's his name? But it's a terrific movie, and he shows up like in a really creepy scene in the end. But you recognize who he is, and you see why they had you know the voice of Casey Kasem in this role. So it's, it's pretty funny. All right, some more surf footage. Well, more than more surf footage, this is the footage. This is the inciting incident of the film in which his surfboard will get stolen. Uh-oh. Oh, so this is like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but with a surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I did. And he's got to go now, all around the world. I don't know if you've ever attempted to surf, but you really oh. must have balance and be physically fit. It's not a It's not a wimpy thing. for... Weekend warrior like myself? Right. And Levi, Levi, I'm sure you don't surf in Puget Sound. It's a little cold. No, I've always wanted to try it because one of my favorite movies growing up was Point Break, and they made it look so cool. But now as an adult, I'm just terrified of the ocean in general because everything in it wants now, to kill you. So, Is it the new Point Blank with... See, we know the Point Blank with Keanu Reeves. Oh no! Yeah, no, the original for sure. The original. I'm not going to get the gotcha. remake any time of day. Even young kids know to avoid the reboot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the original is really precious to me, so I'm not going to ruin it. Who was the uh, Dirty Dancing guy? Was in it? Patrick right? Swayze. Patrick Swayze. That was his best role, I think. Gary Busey back when we. Oh yeah, Gary Busey yeah. when he was like the had Buse. a brain. Yeah, when he had a brain. <laughs> Speaking to the microphone. Way back when. That has a. Okay, so you uh-oh. see, he's wiped out. Right? Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> Wipe out. <laughs> yeah, all right. So and, and and the surfboard really flung away. Where did it go? Right? So he's looking for the board. Now, I think you know that people usually have on their wrist like a string. Yeah, they do. I don't know. He didn't. Well, because this is the 80s. <laughs> this is one of the times in which people learn that lesson. Do you know this movie is produced by Van Warp Tours, right? That does the, the Warp <laughs> no Tour. Way. Yeah, this is one of those National Lampoon movies that it was already produced by another company, uh, and they yeah. just throw the name on it. But the kids were wear Vans, like at, at the graduation, they were wearing Vans. Mm-hmm. So, 
little product placement. And I'm sure the music, yeah. even though this takes place in 1980s, it's all like Van Warp Tour yeah. bands. This guy looks like every person that goes to Van's Warp Tour. Yeah, he's looking for the the, the toilet. <laughs> Where's Pennywise? I'm here to see Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, here's Joe Jet. There's Jones. She's crazy girl on the beach, huh? Right. Two. Her craziness not... is really she talks to herself. She isn't like she doesn't pontificate. She just doesn't give a damn about her own reputation. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not her. <laughs> now that song appears in this movie, but what's really insulting is she doesn't sing it. Well, they can't afford to have the original in there. They probably have like. Well, they do have a song that she sings in the film. Oh. Like so I don't song? know why. Oh, here it is. She sings a song called Destination Unknown, written by other people, but it's performed by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. And Ooh. Bad Reputation, even though she wrote it with these other people, it was performed by a band called the Dolly Rocks. I don't know. I uh-huh. thought it was insulting that she isn't. Well, if she wrote it, she's still getting paid for the cover, so that's not a bad yes. thing. And it's probably cheaper for the producers. You always see like covers in movies. It's just because it's cheaper to have uh, someone else do a cover yeah. than to get that's the original. True. Oh, look at this guy, shirtless guy sleeping on the couch. This is my life right now. Every <laughs> once in a while. This is a typical car. Ventura. This is where we all should have grown up, is what I'm saying. Well, Listen, you, you Mike, you remember our days? We loved it, but... Yeah, I could sleep anywhere. God, how many people are in this room? Imagine if Forest Street was in Ventura Beach, right? Yeah. It would have been better. Well, Ventura, <laughs> Ventura Beach is great. I mean, look at these little side streets. Here's an important incident. Oh. You can see the surfboard in the back. He recognizes the surfboard. What the fuck, man? Mattress his shirt. What are you gonna do, huh? Come on. Now get the fuck back in your car and drive back to your So he doesn't know he's looking at the stolen JD stolen board. Well, I got the license plate down. It's two Q A N five seven four. Okay. Two Q A N five seven four. Well, the boys don't know that license plate until a plot point later. Well, hang on, I'm on the phone with Ventura PD. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, it's not an emergency. (laughs) Oh, I must have dialed the wrong number. I dialed nine one one. Okay, I'll call. I'll call the local board. Hey, (laughs) to report a missing surfboard. My my bro uh, uh, Lardo crashed. Lardo, man. Oh, his board got nicked. <laughs> hey, jeez. We've got to go on a mission. Look at these. These kids are skate or surfboarding, skateboarding, and wearing Vans. Like this movie could be not more Vans. If I was By fans, the way, the guy who wrote this uh, screenplay, yeah. his name is John Dury, and his nickname is JD. That sounds like well, sounds like he was writing about his life. Maybe so. <laughs> This is what California looks like. I know you guys aren't from it, but they have like double doors like that and people hang out with their TV sets by the beach. It's great. Now, her face, I know, but I I looked up. I couldn't find in any credits who is she. She's a you puppet. You recognize actually. her too? Yeah, she she's a, a puppet. She's a puppet. She's actually, there's no bottom half. <laughs> the reason why. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they're all comedians, hopefully. Okay. Now, you remember this guy from the hottie and the naughty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Stephen Moore, right? Arno Blout. No, no, it isn't. It's, uh... No, he had... He had Greg the, Romero. But he was listed in the Hottie and the Naughty as the Greg Romero, right? 
Yeah, the Greg Wilson. It was a, and that guy right there, Afton Crofter, he's a famous comedian. He's in like Fifty Shades of Black. Uh, he's in tons of movies. Now, by the way, this was not in Endless Bummer. This was reshot for what we just surf saw party. was shot for Surf Party. Interesting. So this is the thing. Well, these guys are uh, of note. So they, pro- I don't know why they needed more storyline in this movie. Right. And all they do is comment on our hero's journey, which you'll find out about. But the thing is, they really don't serve a purpose except to, like, smoke a bong and... Right. You know, that guy I don't had to, know. Look at this guy. He's gilding the lily. He has a surfboard and a skateboard. Yeah. Pick one, dude. <laughs> you can't be skateboarding with your surfboard. That's just too much. Uh-oh. Here's this famous cursing. Darn it. To, he's learning that the board was stolen, and he's mad. But he, what about his famous cursing? Property. He's doing Fuck it. Them. Fuck All right, I'm here. Where's the front? Now, this is Iris and Anne. They work here at the shop, and they have very little plot uh, points in the plot, except to. Isn't this the surfboard shop that John Goodman owned in Once Upon a Time in Venice? Wasn't that a horrible film? That was a, <laughs> my brother and I are amazed by that movie. By the way, you, uh, to promote my brother's podcast, it's called Proudly Resents. It's a bad movie, cult movie podcast for seven years strong, and he just interviewed three people from the original movie, The Room. So I would definitely uh-huh. add that to it. But we were talking about Once Upon a Time in Venice. Have you seen it? And never even heard of it. It's a Bruce Willis movie, as they say, straight to DVD. And right. um, at the end, it ends with one of the heroes being uh, with the villains showing up and about to kill. <laughs> That's how they end it. It's like they can't even. Let's just keep this movie going. That was such a weird movie. Such a weird movie. There were parts of it that were a little amusing, though. I would recommend and it to also, anyone. And also, Bruce Willis. You know how he's not very animated in his role, you know. Yeah, no, the he's last not. five years at a minimum, he was okay in this in terms of the old Bruno is back. Yeah. No, what they did with this movie is they had Tom uh, Middledurch or whatever the gentleman's name, basically narrate a Bruce Willis movie and kind of star in it. So Bruce had like some of the weight off of it. He didn't have to do much. I thought all of Bruce Willis's movies went to theaters, and I, I didn't think. No, he was a straight no. To DVD he, he guy. did two movies with Fifty Cent that went straight to uh, cable. Oh, really? Yeah. And the guy who was the narrator—he's not so charismatic, really, you know. No, and that's he, kind of his comedic shtick always. Well, he was I'm the, the uncool guy. Yeah, he's the. But he he was playing the character, I think, in that movie. He was he was definitely different cadence and a different approach to it. If that's believable. So, at this point, he's uh, Iris is saying. I mean, Largo is admitting that he heard Reagan say we're at war and we're going to blow up Russia. And he goes, oh. are you really that stoned? And he goes, I'm not that stoned. I'm that stoned. And they all go, yeah, high yeah. five. It's <laughs> a funny movie, man. I, I just like the fact that the guy doesn't have his shirt on. I don't like the fact you didn't meet, uh, you didn't meet the Fockers. You didn't see Meet the Fockers because you would be laughing because it's this guy. Uh, Yeah. I will laugh later. <laughs> now, Levi's seen him before on a Netflix thing. What was it, a zombie? It's or a... Showtime. It's uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah, he's really funny in it. Evil. Gotcha. And he was also on Dexter, the the serial killer show, and also he was also funny. once on My Name Is Earl. Oh boy, that that movie, that show scares me to death. I can't watch. It. I, My Name Is Earl about the serial killer. Ugh. <laughs> no, uh, Dexter is the serial killer one. Uh, oh. You've seen... 
I didn't enjoy. Okay, never mind that. What we're about to see now is oh, Iris my. says, "Let's flash." Oh, we gotta Sparky. play this. This is the most pedestrian flashing scene ever put on cellular. The same things I'm you don't need to see the boobs, um, by the Iris. way. Really? Anne agrees to do it. They're just standing Bye. around in their bit in their two-piece bikinis. Fun for me, please. Yeah, please. for you. It's easy for you to say. You've got sunshine boy out there. Okay, that's not that easy. Not. Iris is First saying she I recently get. broke Getting up with a boy, and she's York looking and for I'm this kind of guy. And no, Anne is saying that kind of guy is gay. Okay, and that's why they flash their tits at him. No, no, that is like, hey, we're in a surf movie, so let's. Booth. That's why I want to play the audio. It's so lackluster, their decision. Hmm. Well, the funny thing is that Iris tricks her, says, let's flash, and then Iris doesn't do it. Aww. Also, clearly Sparky did not see them. Okay, here it is. <laughs> All right. I got an idea. I got an idea, Carl. <laughs> let's flash Sparky. Okay, ready? That was yeah. show on. One, two, three. Iris doesn't do it. And look, Sparky didn't see. <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't do what? <laughs> he clearly didn't see. This movie's triple not funny. This and, is... and that's pro- one of the reasons you picked it, I know. Yeah, well, I picked it because it had National Lampoon's beef before it, the yeah, title. Yeah. I, I also knew it was a piece of shit. Wait, didn't you, didn't you pick this once before and yeah. then we couldn't find right. it? Right, yeah. And then uh, last week I couldn't think of a movie, so I said, let's watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> we already brought it up. Now he is retelling the tale of when the board got stolen. I don't know why. Because it was quite the tale. A lot happened. He crashed and it was gone. Oh, is he embellishing? This is supposed to be the best part of your surfing experience is when you're in the tube. It's when you start jerking off. And they're like, what are you doing, guy? <laughs> you jerk off in the tube. <laughs> well, you can't see. You can't be seen. It's, I mean, you're wood. You're under cover of water. <laughs> I'm not in public I'm in the tube yeah right they can't see you in the tube you can, anything goes <laughs> what happens in the tube <laughs> yeah, yeah what now happens here's in the more tube of Joan Jett oh she's building a little uh, beach What's thing hey, hey, hey. right at first they dismiss it but then it becomes it very okay? important yeah. to the plot Shell, uh, oh is she building a little miniature garden on the beach of, of beach derbis and they say she, that's who we are she takes Driftwood and garbage, and she arranges it into art, sort of like that in the wall Bob Geldof did in the wall. Oh right, well, that explains why she shaved off her eyebrows. <laughs> oh man, Lardo is Ben Stiller's kid. <laughs> ben Stiller's Hispanic kid. In the eighties, didn't we have chess hair? I forgot. <laughs> oh, now look what JD notices: two Q A N five four. Five seven four. Wait a minute! I know two Q A R four. I just brought that's up two right. Q A. Wait a that's minute! That's exactly what Sparky says. But that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense, Carl. Why would Joan Jet, out of all the driver, all the license plates? Yep. The, well, the thing is, what they're saying. You're right that it doesn't make sense, but what they're saying is Joan Jet saw it, and she's a crazy person. She doesn't know why it's significant, and so she put it in. She saw him take the board, apparently. But how could she? She's deep into the beach, not by the... I don't know. Is she rich? Or is she just like... Do people give her sandwiches? But Joan Jett is not rich in this movie. She's a... Uh, uh, Dell is her name, and she's a beach bum. But so she doesn't... She just bums on the beach all day. 
Yeah, because she's mentally challenged. <laughs> well, she seems to be rich, like with a good attitude. You know, she seems to be having a good time with uh, all the garbage, making the yeah. most of it. She she definitely uh, is in tune with garbage. Oh, this guy cursing again. Oh, there's the license plate number. He's getting the epiphany. Sparky remembers. And there was a board there. He says, this is a valley person. How do you know? Well, his hair was all valley and he was wearing pants. And they were like, pants? <laughs> Sparky was in Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. He was... you That one you saw, right? Shaggy was in that one? No. Sparky. Sparky, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, Trying to think who he was. Well, do you know... Remember, like, in the one movie, there was the spaceship that looked like boobs? Sure, And they had yeah. that whole segment. Yeah, I can't stop laughing. And then there was the other one, was it looked like a pee-pee. And he was the friendly son. So the friendly dad goes, Wiener, any of you other kids want a wiener? Uh, and then Sparky says, Dad, what's that? And points it at it. Oh, that's a role of a lifetime. I actually uh, I actually worked on a trivia game for uh, Austin Powers that was lined up for the second movie, Spy Shagged Me. And we got to read the original script. And that scene went on forever. They had a scene where, like, it was Rod Stewart and his girlfriend. They said, Rod. Uh-huh. Oh, hey. Hey, boobs. <laughs> yep. Now, this is National Lampoon. This, okay, what happened is, you can you can see that she doesn't, she's not really in front of them. Right? No. No, so and there, why there she would do this? There was another person, and they got a better model, apparently. So, if you want to see the original boobs, you have to watch Endless Bummer. Oh, jeez. Right. Yeah. And apparently you don't want to see the original boobs because they got replaced. Now, Sparky outdid himself because he was in the Lost World in Jurassic Park. Oh. Hey, Sparky's all over. remember where uh, the T-Rex like was drinking out of a pool? Yeah, not cool, T-Rex. People swim there. <laughs> he was the son who said, there's a dinosaur in the backyard. I don't recognize him with his shirt on. Sorry, that's just when it comes to teenage actors. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Once they grow hair on their chest, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a manager of Menudo. You gotta go. We're doing a delightful little beach movie. Uh, it's gonna be you and your two friends, and you're not gonna wear shirts. Let's go. I hope you don't Wrong. mind. But we got a cast and crew and a bunch of these guys. They're just gonna sit and watch. <laughs> we'll put some tan lotion on you. There's underarm hair burned. there, right? There's a little underarm hair. Yeah, I know. He's it's a not legit sexy. Guy. Not sexy. Gotta be hairless. Yeah, so there's a, Levi was mentioning there's like suntan uh, lotion uh, coordinator and there's like a bunch of extra guys to help with this movie. It's quite the staff. <laughs> quite the staff. Okay, I think we're going to meet leaving now. So uh, anyway, Mr. Candidas, Candidas. Uh, oh. That's leaving right there. Is, I see what? this bitch and wave coming in, right? I see this. Is he the guy uh, at the, the clerk? No, no, no. You'll know leaving when you see him. JD is the distraction. Well, they steal beer. Oh. And they do this every time at this place, and this guy hasn't yeah. figured it uh-huh. out. Yeah, it's a running gag. Ooh, some shitty beer. Yeah, now he's staying all low to hide it, but meanwhile, when you open a fridge door, the top opens too. Yeah, I think the guy would know if you're stealing fucking beer from his... Uh... I know. I mean, San Francisco is bigger than this fucking place. Oh, yeah, there we go. I just noticed it. 
Yeah, we'll have these. Beef. Uh. Any dough? Uh, no. Yeah. Um. Nah. We're gonna have to come back for those later. Yeah, right? later. Okay. Play. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Kill that line. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So they're beer stealers. That was not convincing at all. We we stole we stole better beer in our day. <laughs> Here's how you do it. You go in and you go, I <laughs> oh no, not you again. You're gonna steal beer. <laughs> See my idea of stealing beer growing up was like finishing the rest of my dad's when he wasn't looking. But looking back I was just probably like drinking a spit for years. Thinking it was beer. His backwash. Yeah, just his backwash. Now, you see that they just sold the beer to that guy, right? Because yeah. what they're doing is they're funding their venture. They're going to go get the surfboard back. With beer money. Now, how do they know where it is? Well, they have the plate, and this guy's wife works at the DMV. So oh. they, they get here is the address. Wow, that only took like less than an hour. That's pretty <laughs> impressive, considering she's from the DMV. She never comes out from behind there. Yeah, I noticed she's that. always complaining that the husband's drinking. <laughs> well, I mean, their house must be worth millions of dollars. Let's not lie. If they live there, they're gazillionaires. So if he wants to sit and have a beer, that's fine by me. Yeah. Now, when I was researching this movie, I was looking it up, and there were all these like interesting things. I was like, what? Really? No kidding. I didn't see that. But yep. it was... A 1964 beach party film called Surf Party also. It's so a common name. This scene we're watching with these two guys, Yeah, this was added later. Yeah, that's right. None of these characters meet the other characters. They just talk about it. That's so weird. Arlo. And they're only in there to smoke pot, look like bums. I really dislike Arno Blout here. I just think yeah. he looks like a reprehensible human being. Yeah, there's a borderline between being, like, cute, gross. Yeah, just perfect. Yeah. Now, this right now, we're seeing uh, somebody. It's the mom. It's Vanessa Angel. And she was hired just because you recognize her face. Now, I remember her from Kingpin. Right, right? that's absolutely With, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, was great at That's Kingpin. how I know her. She was apparently a model at age 14. She was on Vogue, Cosmopolitan. But then her first acting credit, you would like this, is Spies Like Us. Really? That's yeah, from the 80s. Yeah, some Russian rocket crew person. I love it. 85. So this movie is taking place in the 80s because you could tell by the fashion. Yeah. <laughs> and the high school graduation sign. You're right. Now we're back to the other mom, who's Daphne. And she's ridiculous. And she has an accent. We're supposed to believe it's not Daphne. Let's take a Turn listen. it on for her accent. Oh, oh, don't worry. They get it back for you, my poor baby. What an actress, right? Right, yeah. Ma, really. She's totally not Daphne to me. Oh, yeah. Johnny. After watching Frasier for years, watching this is kind of unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Where is Niles? He's probably in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Now, another thing about that uh, Brenda, who was in uh, Kingpin. Yes. Do you remember, there was a 1992 film with, um, with uh, 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 Sly Stallone. Yeah. And 
it wasn't the funniest movie, but the premise was funny and there were funny moments in it. Was this and that the title you had a, was funny. Was this you had to stop or his mom would shoot? Yes. Yeah, I stop or my mom will shoot. I love that movie. Yeah. I, and by love, I mean I don't like, like you, it at all. <laughs> but but there's funny. The concept is funny, and he he goes. She's at the police station showing pictures of him and talking them up and everything, and and in the end. He has to say that. You know, the bad guy's there, and, he, and the uh-huh, mom has to uh-huh, die. Uh-huh. It's funny. And he had to say stop. Well, it's funny just because it was the premise of those 80s cop movies, and he's partnered with his mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's stop. Okay, so who's this band? He hesitates, too, right? He's like, he has to say it. Or, or my mom will shoot. Well, they're like, hey, look, don't tell mom, but the babysitter's dead. Patin yeah. got that in. <laughs> Okay, now, you see uh, her face, Iris's face, right? Yeah, it's we're at a party. because she broke up with the surfboard stealer. Oh, that's heavy baggage. <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't, by the these way. van losers. The internet van, told me who this tour. band was. They were no, I don't know. So were, this is not an 80s band. This is a Warped Tour band. I I bet you a dollar yeah. they were there on the tour and they were able to get in this movie financed by the it's tour. It's like something alt. Anyway, look how stressed she is because she doesn't know should she tell the truth that it's the old boyfriend. Now that's what happened here. Um, the the boyfriend t-shirt. came, saw a surf dude, stole the board. Yeah, it just coincidentally she knew him. I thought yeah. it was going to be. He's holding up he a tiki jealous. torch. That's it. The show's What's over. That? He's holding up. He's holding up a tiki torch, Carl. The show's over. Thanks for coming. <laughs> And he's wearing it. I love this Anarchy T-shirt. I, I mean, even like the mall has better, uh, have less uh, shoddy, have shoddier shirts than that. That wonderful uh, immaculate Anarchy shirt. I'm gonna get my board back. I don't even need the dialogue. I know. That's exactly right. You know what he means. You know. Yeah, you know he means business when he's wearing a shirt. Finally, he's wearing a shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting to act two then. He's becoming a man. <laughs> now, the joke here is he's starting to give an inspirational speech. He's like, we already did that. Come on. Oh, yeah. oh this is a Lampoon Even movie. Even though the premise is funny as that, they don't do it well. This isn't a good movie. No. Well, that was probably the most boring uh, flashing scene I've seen. Let's flash Sparky. Okay. Right. Uh, right. We don't see the boobs. Yeah. It's supposed to be funny that the one doesn't do it. Okay, so now he goes to Shaggy and says, we're going to get our surfboard back. You know, he just, I don't know why, you know, it got stolen. And then Shaggy's like, I have to go or they're going to do something stupid. I got to be their chaperone. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's the only adult in this movie. So he goes to his way cool, totally understanding wife, which we all married. Yeah, with this, which like, they exist, right. yeah. Honey, if you want to go with a bunch of shirtless boys right. off to find a surfboard, I'll and wait here with ass. the kid. I'll take care of the kid. Give me that kid. Stop. I'm coming with you, boys. <laughs> Ew, you're old. You're like Scream 2 old. Yeah. <laughs> the tagline of this, one of the taglines was Summer Unleashed, which isn't funny. But the other funny tagline was, supposed to be funny, was no pants, no shoes, no problem. I guess because they're surfer beach guys. Well, that's just a good way of life. So here they are. They're driving on the 101. 
This is this right now. There's going to be a satellite photo, and you can actually, uh, if, you Google know, if you zoom it. in, you can you can see um, Levi's car. <laughs> I wanted to, so one of the reasons why I wanted Levi to be here is that like you drove how how many hours did you drive up here? Like six from LA. Six and how many shows have you done in the festival? Uh, three. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that, that seems yeah, that's up, good. Time. That's good. I didn't actually apply to the festival. I I figured. Uh, I'm here at the station anyway, and uh, I'm happy to watch it. But I, I like the fact that pe- that comics from outside the area come to it. So, yeah, it's my first. What time kind of a drive there. is it from Seattle to LA? Yeah, I'm heading to Seattle right uh, after this, actually, and uh, it's like 15 hours, 15 and a half. <clears throat> wow! I used to uh, work up there uh, in Bellevue. I, you probably know that town. Yeah. Yeah, all the cool people are from there. All the rich people. I love Seattle um, in the summer. <laughs> oh, it's great! It's a great summer. Like it does people. Uh, it doesn't rain as much as people think it does. Like Seattle, uh, summer summers, summer days in Seattle. Yeah. You really can't beat them. And let's be fair; it did rain a lot on Fraser. That's true, but a it, lot of things are wrong. It's like it. a mist. <laughs> it's like just soggy. It's soggy, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. Really it's not an torrential. out rain. You can't you can't have an umbrella over you because it's going to go under the umbrella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just collecting true. it. Yeah. Uh oh, car antics. They're, They're being crazy. In. I'm going to stick my rear end out Watch, the window. He's going to poop. He's going to poop out the window. Listen, take it from me. Lillard's like, <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, L.A. Thousand Oaks. Wow. Fuck. Muhammad. Now you saw they just passed Carl's van, and being Carl, they're right. You, by the way, you have an excellent cave. Thank you, Carl's cave. <laughs> You're welcome. Carl's bad cave. People say it's a bad yeah. cave, but I think it was actually yeah. a good cave. <laughs> it's, it's not a, good a man cave. It's a good cavern. It's not a bad cavern. Now they're in the valley. Oh, the see, that's the joke. That's a that's a California. Now joke. You, we'll probably hear in Ghost Town. You know the special song? That one? Write some lyrics, asshole. Hey, I got a great song. It's called Ghost Town. Oh, great. Sounds like a song with lyrics. It does have lyrics, Mike. That was a song about all the clubs getting closed down in London because of fight. Yeah, but he's like, I don't, I don't even want to write lyrics. They're like, this town, let's write lyrics. He's like, ah, uh. <laughs> yeah, all right. I think you're talking about that. Oh, look at the price of gas. It's eighty nine cents. Eighty nine cents for that's un- a lot of ladies. But the, I bet you they weren't. Uh, was there convenience stuff uh, shops in in uh, like how elaborate were gas stations thirty years ago? They they had Doritos. Yeah, I guess so. Nothing's really changed. Jack Links. No, I don't believe it, Mark. Mike, I think you're onto something there. I, I think we're seeing the interpretation of modern day gas station right here. Look at it. Yeah, this is a modern I mean, day gas station. This has like this is for truckers, and I, I think in the '80s it was slightly different. I mean, I'm sure they had plenty of things to consume in the '80s, but but back in the '80s, a gas station was like we sell gas, and if we want to make extra money, we fix cars. Right. This like. You know, Seven Eleven in every street corner is a today's world thing. Right, because they got the hot dogs on the roller in the background, and they got the drink. Yeah, thing. this is very today. This is very today. I like they don't have any, like logos on the soda stickers, even. 
Oh, like they took those af- off. Yeah, they can't yeah. afford it or something. And on the other hand, there's a lot of things that they just kept in. They're just like, whatever, we could shoot here. <laughs> Since we're looking at the girls here, I should tell you that Iris was a regular on uh, Drake and Josh. You might know that from uh, yeah, they're the modern day, Yeah, they're the modern-day Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Drake and Josh. Drake was more and, of a... Uh, it would be like the uh, monster would show up and uh, Josh would say, Drake? And Drake would say, Josh, what is it? What is it? There's a mommy behind me. Oh, for Christ's sake, Josh. Let me take a look. Wow, I will never look at Drake and Josh the same way again. Yeah, that's probably the best Drake and Josh I've ever done. We're well, so funny. This movie's not funny. They're doing a funny montage of them goofing off uh, at the gas station while music plays. Now, Anne here, there's almost nothing of note. She has a long list of appearances on things, and there's just nothing important. Her very first credit ever was The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, really? Classic. Yeah, that's the only thing of note, her very first appearance of it. She's probably in the classroom or something. Now, do you remember the song Pass the Duce? Uh, yeah, the uh, Musical Youth. That is on this, that is in this, and it's the original recording. Right. Well, by and the why way. Why the left hand side? Well, that's what they're trying to make it clear, because the guy who wrote the song was on the left hand side of the guy smoking pot. <laughs> He's like, hey, I got a great song. It's called Give Me the Weed Next. Give me that we joint. We deal left of the dealer. Okay, he has identified now, right, the uh, guy's, the bad guy's house. And Shaggy's like, I'm going to handle this with you, but give me one more beer. Shaggy should not help it out. Shaggy should just say, listen, kids, you're going to get in fucking trouble. Call it a day. That's right. That's what Shaggy should be doing, but... I think he's trying to relive his youth passively. Now, Uh. the internet tells me that an Arquette brother is in this film as a guy named Harry, but I've yet to see him. Harry Tech? Uh, Richmond Arquette plays oh, Harry. And that's an actual Arquette? Because I saw the Arquette the name. Brother right. of Alexis, of David, of Patricia, and of Roseanne. Wow. If you guys. Now, you and I, when we saw Terminal Bliss, yes. bumped into Alexis Alexis. Arquette, prior yeah. transgender. Right, prior to transition. Alexis Arquette, who passed away recently, uh, <laughs> was in. Uh, we had a friend in high school who made a movie and shot it in Montclair. And Alexis was in it, and Luke Perry was in it. Oh, wow. And that movie was on video uh, shelves in the 80s because it had a picture. Yeah. Uh, it was a Photoshop picture of Luke Perry on top of this guy's head. <laughs> and he was on a brick wall. That was that was all the description they were going to show you of this movie. But it was shot in our high school and such. So Nice. So picture high school. But the selling point was Alexa Arquette, and we didn't even bring it up, remember? Yeah. Uh, and he had just uh, She had just passed away uh, yeah. when we were watching it. So, yeah, it was... But I, well, now, I think Rosanna Arquette was the first famous Arquette, right? And then Patricia followed? Yeah, I, I know that it, uh, SOB, she's in the, she's topless in, in the party scene. And uh-huh. uh, she was in a bunch of stuff, right? And then Patricia followed and uh, David Arquette. And David, yeah. And, and Alexa, Alexis, she was in she a lot was of like stuff. She was like me too. She was, no, she was, she, was, she was acting along with them. I mean, she was doing a lot. And they're... Uh, father was a regular on Hollywood Squares. Oh. He was like this country, I think it might have been the grandfather, but it was, it's, they have a long history. Now, the father's not so impressive. The mother had six kids. 
All right, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Or is it five? Let me see. One, two, three, four. I'm counting five, but there might be a not famous Arquette out there. Now, this guy is James Ramir. Uh, he plays the father of the bad guy. He, in 79, his first, his second film was The Warriors. That's how you maybe know him. Oh, he was uh, a regular on Sex in the City. Yeah, not, not the TV show. It's just the sex that yeah. was happening in the city. This, oh, so you're talking about this guy who opened the door? Yeah. You don't recognize his face? I totally he's, recognize he's been his been in face. a million things. Yeah, yeah. He, also, his performance, he's a serious actor in this thing. Well, I don't, I don't think I've ever comedy. seen him smile in any of his movies. Yeah. He was probably in the middle of a shot of another movie. He just walked over and did this and came back. <laughs> They're pointing to the guns on the wall. So they went and they knocked on the door to, like, teach this guy a lesson. And now they're, like, backpedaling because the tough father who loves Reagan and has guns is, uh... <laughs> Come on, admit it. You had a picture of Ronald Reagan on your wall back in the 80s. He goes, there. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm t- every kid did. There's the board. So they've got what they came for. Now, in my opinion, they should leave, but they don't. They want to teach the kid a lesson. So they're gonna. I he's going to steal the uh, surfboard in front of the dad. He's taking it out. No, of the he has permission. I mean, the dad is being cool. The dad's saying he took this from you. Take it back. Which makes sense. As a father, I would do it. If you guys drove all the way from Ventura, <laughs> yes, to the valley. I'm a pretty bad dad because I would be like, "You stole this? Cool, man." Yeah, you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, come off now. These twinks showed up. They're asking for their board. I said, "My son's pretty cool. Stealing from you, losers." <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. Let's cut school tomorrow and celebrate. Yeah, right. I told you to steal two surfboards. How did he steal the surfboard? The surfboard got lost in the suds. He just never reported it. He didn't oh, go he, to the lost. He ran and, and got it. And, he um, ran and got it. I, you know, Carl. I live by the uh, the frisbee golf course, and yeah. there's there's people who like hang out and wait till the other and try to steal frisbees. <laughs> I was hanging out there on Christmas Day, and it was quiet on Christmas Day. And this guy had like a big bag of like lost frisbees, and he's like, "Hey." Uh, these aren't yours, are they? <laughs> no, no. Uh, all right, cool. How many frisbees could you want? I mean, really? Well, those, those are expensive. Those frisbees because they're all different caliber. Oh, they're like golfing frisbees. Oh, I did. I, Dis- no I like that little. Uh, it felt like a park, you know. I mean, it is a park, but I mean, it was pretty cool that it was a. Uh, you sh- there were like baskets you have to get it into yeah. instead of oh. a golf. Whole. Yeah, you have a actual. It's public, which I I should state that the, the Golden Gate Park has a public disc uh, golf course and a public golf course. So you don't have to join a club. You just have to bring your your clubs on the bus and go down there. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a full on course, and they one of the things they do with the basket is that they change the locations every so often. There's three different points, and A, B, and C, and depending on the week, they'll change it. So if you're a regular mm-hmm. golfer there, you have a little bit of a challenge. So, all right. So they took the board, and they're going back, and their girls are drinking this. Everyone drinks the same beer. Well, they they. That's the same oh, case. It's the beer that they stole. It's uh, not literally the brand. It's the brand. It's the brand. It's it's one brand they drink. 
But you're right. Maybe it was the same case of beer they stole. I can't believe they stole. No, the they case. they got the they changed it for the money. Uh, no, they're drinking out of it. So they stole beer, sold the beer, took the money, used the money to buy beer. <laughs> I'm not sure. God, this guy, this kid, he's suffocating. So, Take his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> what they're saying now is we've got to leave. You know, like let's leave. We you got what you came for, and he goes, "No, we have to kick this guy's ass." And it's ass, and it's Sparky who's saying that, who's getting super drunk. And now she admits that that was his, her ex boyfriend. Oh, good because we need a plot to keep this going. It doesn't lead us anywhere, but you can call it plot. You know? Yeah. Are you annoyed by this little green apple icon that's been in, on the corner of this entire movie, the bug? I literally just noticed it. Like, yeah. Right oh, he just noticed yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea. You grew up with it. Well, we all grew up with it. In the 80s, they started showing up, like the little ABC logo. or the, uh, They never had that before. When you watch TV, there was no logo on it like, in the corner. You, you have There's to remember. no countdown. You have to remember who it is now. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Uh, that logo, to remind you what station you're watching, showed up when, like, late into cable. Well, I know that in Europe they did that a lot. That was pretty standard in the 80s. Uh, but so they found out where he's working. The record store. Oh, and the guy sees it. He knows what's going on. Oh, hey, bro, shrug. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little scared face he's making. That's what? Cool. What? What? <laughs> I like him. This is good. It's probably the funniest guy already. This is it. This is the funny yeah. guy. The comic relief in this movie. I don't even think he even said a word either. It's just all... Um, He's doing a good job of being the bad guy. Well, I'm the comic relief of the movie. Well, that sounds good. No, the movie's a comedy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point, Mike. Is this fear? This is when he was cursing. But are they playing fear in the background? Are they doing Let's Have a War? No. Let's Have a War. We can all use the money. You know on YouTube there's the footage of Fear playing on Saturday Night Live in 1981. With, uh, with Is it any good? Yeah. Oh my it doesn't God. seem the forum for them. No, it wasn't. And they had uh, punk rockers on stage slamming uh, during their performance. Wow. John Belushi was a big What a phenomenon fan. that was. John Belushi convinced Saturday Night Live after he was off it. Is this him? Here he is. It's important, right? Yeah, they're leaving and they're going to steal beer. Look at me. Look at him. He's awesome. (laughs) Now, when I first saw this, I thought that was Rosanna Arquette hanging off his arm. Oh. Yeah, I can see that. Now, I'm sure leaving is not his real name because it's the perfect pun. What, leaving? Oh, he's leaving. I think it is his name, but I didn't realize. Mike, are you trying to tell me you didn't notice that? Leaving. Was the first time you ever saw the client of the Western Civilization, you didn't say that's a pun. Oh, man. Shame I'm... on you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, the director of uh, uh, Decline of Western Civilization had him in other movies. Uh, they, did uh-huh. this, they did this great movie called Dudes. It's John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. Uh, yeah. And him and uh, shit, Flea's in it. And uh, Daniel Roebuck, 
and uh, they they go on a road trip, these little punk rockers, and yeah. they, they get mixed up with uh, Lee Ving, who's fucking great in it. Just fucking great. He's fucking great in everything he's done. All right, so I, he was great in Clue. Let me yeah. write it down. What's it called, please? Dudes. D. U. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to have a seizure. I'm back. D. E. S. Look at this. He's in one scene and he gets like uh, credits. That man is unstoppable, leaving. New York's all right if you like saxophones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New York. New York's all right if you're on the saxophone. New York. Uh-oh. Right. Extra now, footage. Now, this is also not original. Yeah, every oh, time we see this. Arno. There's Arno. Every time we see Arno with a bong, this was added. Right. Show kiss, drink beer, do pot, and talk about the characters. Yeah, well, let me hear a little of this. Hey, everybody, listen up. Those guys make it back with the board. We're letting them on the deck. So he's like the DJ from uh, The Warriors. It looks like the surfer <laughs> dudes got their boards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, thank God they're there because I've seen very little tits in this movie. No, really, they're not. They're not augmented or anything. They're just little tits. <laughs> but but seeing that bong in every scene though is bothering because no one would be attached to a bong that big for that long. You know what I mean? That's, I exactly agree with you. Not with today's weed. No, it's just gonna break that easy. Or and plus, it's just a burden to have around. It's a status symbol. It says I can smoke pot in my place. I don't have to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you go outside, yeah. you're not gonna have a big bong. Uh, That's true. You, but if you live inside and you smoke all the time, then you can have two, like in this movie. Heist. I started to get more productive when my bong broke. Yeah, right. You did kept going yeah. for it. I just remembered, oh, I, I don't have to smoke weed out of a bong every time. I got a piece. <laughs> you know, I can be productive still. Yeah, the long bongs, man, that's a status symbol. They're a pain in the ass to clean, I'm sure. You clean yours? <laughs> oh, dude, there's nothing like funky bong water to ruin everything. That's true. You ever spill bong water? Oh, uh, my babysitter, no, my babysitter who lived across the street from me. We won't mention her name, but we Patty. Her. Patty. All right. Patty told me. <laughs> now Patty went to Montclair High School in the '70s, so I heard all no the stories. No way. And she went. She lived. She um. She lived. There was uh three buildings in our high school: the freshman building, the high school, and then the fuck up building. Which was yeah. also the Fame uh, School Performing Arts Building. Which, it's a good which, way to describe it. Which uh, Fame shot a scene in that high school. Apparently, it's famed for that. It's famed. Anyway, Patty told me this story about the locker rooms, and one time someone spilled their bong water from their bong, from the, and the hall floor smelled like bong water. Oh no! <laughs> How long does that? Uh, go away like that has to stay Nin- for a while in 1981 I think the smell kind of like, <laughs> 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 once the 70s ended the, the smell got away but yeah that was a terrible smell that, like you have to like um, keep a vaporizer in your locker exactly well you heard that uh, lockers aren't being used anymore Washington Post had an article saying that kids don't use lockers in high school anymore really my what, kids what do yeah, no, they uh, they were just saying they don't use them. They don't they don't have a need for them. They don't assign them anymore. 
Interesting. Oh, really? Okay. So I guess we're behind the times. Yeah, well, you guys are New Jersey. This is Washington. Yeah, right. I, I took pride every day in, in like remembering my combination. What is your combination? Do you remember? No, not at all. Did you? I shared a locker. Oh, you did? I yeah. never had to share a locker before. I had to share a locker. That was probably fun. I kept a picture of Dr. Demento in there. Since he, since he still nice. remembers. Yeah. She still said I had to look at that picture. Oh, it was a lady. I uh, It was a co-ed locker share. What's funny is you totally remember your locker combination. You'd never forget it. But when you leave school, you don't need to know it anymore. And in two seconds. Gone. Done. Yeah. Right. Everything in high school. Let's see if you remember any of it. A locker combination. Yeah. No. You always remember no. like one fun fact because it was charged with emotion or something. What teacher but you did don't you remember have? the whole, I mean, calculus, uh, I don't know. I couldn't sign a cosine if I can't on a tangent. That wasn't funny, but uh, you forget everything right away. Carl, you went off tangent on that joke. Ba -ba Boom! I don't even remember the last time I needed fractions. Like, I'm sure... They're a part of my life every day, and I don't know it, but I never had to actively like sit down and do fractions. Yeah, the only yeah. fraction you need to know is that 3.6 uh, grams equals an eighth. <laughs> That's it, done. Exactly. <laughs> you see how the uh, beers are tucked, the empties are tucked into the Jesus that's Christ. more non-funny I humor. think that the director's girlfriend was like the prop master, and he just really <laughs> likes her, her work. Because we've been seeing the same fucking beer cans this entire movie. The budget just went into those beer cans. By the way, it's a plot point that Sparky's extremely drunk, and he's getting drunker. That'll be important later. Because, uh, you know what, why as why? This is the longest pee in the bushes I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the grass is so green. Only in California. You know, in California, golden arches? <laughs> That's supposed to be a golden arch when you pee in them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never peed to anyone that close before. Like, it's, that's a huge bush. Yeah, that's a huge bush. Yeah. It's a little awkward because normally I, I would do it if it would be in a cemetery. It wouldn't be at some guy's house. <laughs> uh, let's hear a little Lillard pontificating. Okay. Confident and ready. You slide in the driver's seat. You tip the starter and you turn her over. And you, you slip it into drive, and you gently start to push it forward. And then you, you ask move. for it. <laughs> How can you tell the difference between Matthew Lillard and Skeet Aldridge? What's your secret, Carl? Between Matthew and who? Skeet Aldridge from the movie Somewhere. The, the guy who does the e-cigarette commercials. You ever know what I'm talking about? Oh, that guy? Yeah. Well, I guess what you're, I see what you're saying. There's, there's a similarity there. But the thing is, this guy is shaggy to me, you know? Yeah, but it's so strange. Like, he's been in other iconic films. He's the weird... He's, Hackers? Have you ever fucking seen Hackers, the way he looks? I guess I uh -uh. haven't. Uh, you mentioned that one before. <sighs> I'm going to find a... Yeah, he has, like, round glasses and long, like, dreadlocks, and he's, him and Angelina are just hacking. They're hacked the planet. It's amazing. Okay, I find 1995 Hackers. Yeah, and then he was in a movie called SLC Punk, which I've never seen, but people swear by that movie. See, Pam's here, and she's swearing by that movie. Okay, so I see his face in Hackers, and he's so young, it doesn't really look like him. No, he doesn't have that little uh, goatee happening. Well, maybe. 
Was he also in Chain Right, Spotting? and is there a collection that he's Spotting? missing or something? No, no. I know her face. How much more of this movie do we have, Carl? <laughs> um, not a lot. Let's see here. Um, oh, I can't yeah, touch. Yeah, a lot. We've yeah. got uh, 26 minutes or so. All right, cool. Good. Exciting. <laughs> We're sick of it, aren't we? I'm sick of this movie. <laughs> I really am. I uh, uh, let's quit the it's show. It's not good. <laughs> let's make this episode viral. Uh, that's it, Carl. I can't watch a single <laughs> fucking movie. This premise was flawed. Yeah. Where I'm out of here. <laughs> let's get on Buzzfeed. Yeah, let's get on. Uh, I want to be on um, Greg Kinnear's show. I want to be on the Soup. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still around? Probably not. Right? No, I don't think so. Well, Joel, Joel McHale. Yeah, Joel yeah, McHale. Sorry, think of Joel McHale is reviving it uh, for Netflix. Uh huh. That was talk soup. That was the day. That was the day of like Geraldo versus Oprah versus Sally, Sally. versus yeah. uh, uh, who's the woman from uh, Hairspray? <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake and um, Phil. There was Geraldo. Did I mention him? Yeah, Phil was still around, wasn't he? And Phil, yeah, Phil. Uh, Phil married Margot. Uh, what's his name? Oh, you're so funny. God, we're, uh, you don't know any of these references. Marlo no. Thomas, free to be you. Marlo me. Thomas. No. Yeah, <laughs> that girl. It's that girl. So there was a time in America in which around 5 o'clock were three competing shows. It was Geraldo versus Oprah versus... Phil. Phil. Okay, and it was extremely successful. It would just be a talk show, and they would bring people up there and it'd be like, you mean you told your mother to fuck off? That's right, I did. Uh, did I ever tell you the time I was in the audience for Geraldo in New York? Really? Yeah, so That's this... Do tell. All right, so in 89-ish, this is when he was on the cover of uh, Time Magazine with a broken nose from the uh, the Nazis. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they shoot about three or four episodes a day, and they have the audience for the next show waiting, and you wait for them to finish the previous show. So unfortunately, the episode we were part of was like, news muckers people who break the news breaking news you know those investigators uh-huh. so they had a bunch of news people but the show that was taping was drug addict kids and uh-huh. so it was all kids so these drug addict kids not only did they have their moment in the sun uh, in front of a live studio audience on Geraldo afterwards they have to leave the studio and walk past the next audience waiting to go on so while these kids mm-hmm. walked by the my crowd everybody in the audience said druggies Oh no! Druggies, <laughs> that's awful. So like the, yeah. when they left, the next audience mocked them. They had like, uh-huh. what? It was great. <laughs> it was really kind of stupid being there. I, don't, I wasn't much of anything. I had more fun on Harold on uh, Arsenio Hall show. It seemed like no, I had a lot more energy. No, but that was the birth of Oprah. People, America got to know who Oprah was through yeah, that. She was absolutely. always the winner of that triangle. That those three shows were so successful. That the four o'clock hour said, "Oh yeah, well us too, right?" With like Ricky Lake, Sally. Uh huh. That's right. Not Struthers. Sally, Sally Jesse, Raphael. Raphael, and then a, who else? There was another. It wasn't. Um, oh, Morton Downey. The extreme Downey... was that former mayor from Ohio. What's his name? Uh, Morton Downey Jr. No, oh, I know who you're right. talking. About. Morton Downey Jr. No, you're talking about the ringmaster. You're talking about uh, more. No, Jerry. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Right. People remember that because he was the most outrageous. Well, there but was he wasn't a, the birth of it. 
there's Jerry Springer of the Opera. Do you remember? You ever hear about that Springer of the Opera? Somebody uh, no. turned his show into an opera. Oh no right. way! <laughs> like Not I was, nev- I was never interested in opera before just now. Yeah, right. Like, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> that sounds like sounds more interesting. It's actually okay, him so talking about. I want to tell you a plot point, even oh, yeah, though we quit do. this film. No, no, we're still we're committed to this film. We're back. Okay, so they walk out to confront, and the father says, "I'll give you three free swings on this guy." Okay, on and his own, on his own there's son. like a loophole here. Sparky did the first swing, so Sparky's got to do all the swings. But he's drunk as a skunk. Right, which is a plot point you mentioned. Now the father's being super, super cool to make this happen and the son's happy because he's found a loophole oh so he said you could give you could punch my son uh, you you drunken retrobate that's yeah, it three, three swings. swings and he lost them there goes the second one uh, son go inside the house <laughs> I'm a terrible father what was I thinking look at this the shorts he's wearing they're fucking vans it's all van clothing <laughs> Doesn't he have A for Anarchy on his chest? Oh, I'm sure you can walk into a fucking Vans at the mall and get an Anarchy shirt there. Uh, in 84? Yeah. Even in 84. Especially in 84. That was the fashion. No, but remember Punk was rejecting all that and you would spray paint your own. Right, but then you could go to the mall to Hot Topics and just buy one off the shelf. It's true that like late 80s, capitalism said, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. And, and and that happened, but I don't think in 84. But okay. Oh, so you, Okay, so the last swing came and this time connected. And that's supposed to be a victory in the film. But now Sparky's not waking up. Uh-oh. Is this the end of Sparky? Hey, no, you Sparky... tricked me. <laughs> I thought this was a comedy. <laughs> Can I tell you a spoiler? To yeah, this please. Film? Oh, hang on a second. Okay. Do you mind? In the yeah, end of, of this film, they try to make it more important than it is. So you hear a voiceover saying, those were my glory days. And they tell what everybody's doing today. This one's married with kids. That one's so-and-so. And Sparky uh-huh. died. He Oh, he died? Yes, and they get to eulogize him. Oh, man. You... Uh, Sparky would have really liked this movie. they dedicate the movie dedicated to Sparky I didn't know the moral of the movie was going to be alcohol poisoning like now the two adults are like respect yeah right look I don't know why we're in this movie but we are we might as well make the most of it (laughs) let's make the best of it and I like how this is all happening in one night too it's like if Superbad was terrible Hmm. Yeah, it happens in 24 hours. That's right. Of that graduation scene we saw in the beginning, it, or it was two days. He goes, the next two days, I'll never forget. And that's our... That's insane. ...set up here. And he probably shot it during a weekend in any way, so... You know, I found so... You know I'm full of that stuff when we do that. This was shot in 21 days, right, stuff right, like right. that. There's almost no information about this. I've told you everything I know about the film already. Well, so is it was this shot in California or shot in Canada? Yeah, California. No, this was shot in Ventura on uh, on uh, Ventura Beach. Ventura now, Boulevard. Look, this is a classic mistake that movies make. Once the movie ends, right? right. You do your conclusion. Yes. You're supposed to drop the curtain. You don't have this Kenny the doesn't. clerk. We have Kenny the clerk doing the stick. Yeah. How much are they? 
Three dollars. Three dollars. This movie should have ended with that scene, right. but it won't. It's going to go on. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. So there's a reason this movie went straight to vid. They graduate high school. So someone wipes out. Someone in the water takes the board. They realize right. who it is. They have their dad go with them, and they drive over to the guy's house. Uh, the dad says, "Take the board. My son's an ass. In fact, you could give him three swings a punch." Finally, right. a punch lands. Now remember, that's the ex-boyfriend of the of of Iris. Yes, right? of course. I nearly forgot about Iris. Right, she, because she it doesn't even come up. Now, what should have happened in this script is those two should have reconciled right there on the lawn. Right. Oh yeah, right. They didn't. They didn't even acknowledge each other. And the movie, and right, she doesn't even see him. She she's at the gas station now. See. Huh. Oh, and so now there's his car ran out of gas, and he's trying to get a can. And these two are gonna like do some. I evil. think attempted rape. I, I, it's about to go down. You'll <laughs> oh, all see. right. Oh, great. Yeah, they're like. Yeah. yeah she, like has, so she has yet to smile in this movie, but I doubt yeah, she's gonna sure, smile man. now. Sure. Now, Levi, you don't know it, right? You're probably not a fan of the show or anything, but Mike detests rape, like every normal person. But he always picks movies. Which, by mistake, he pumps into it. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, audience. <laughs> and he does it again. It's well, about to happen. We had one movie, which sometimes you read the description, and it's always like, there's a rape scene, comma. So it would always be, after being abused by a hitchhiker, comma, Casey decides to seek revenge right. in this wonderful movie. And it's like, uh, we have to... Well, right. So, all right, so well, now they're just hanging out. So they no, don't... but Mike, are you trying to say it only happened once before? It happened like two or three no, times. a bunch of times. Well, we did a movie, uh, uh, Candid Camera made two theatrical release movies, and the one we saw, yeah. uh, What Would You Say to a Naked Lady? Which is, again, go to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, and you can look it up. Uh, they do a musical number about rape. Like oh my kind of, god! This like oh, 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 back in the day, like they did yep. like a crooning song, and they showed these scenes of like this guy trying to uh, mack on a woman in bed during a film, during a filming. So it was even more detached. That's was, so unsettling. Yeah, yeah, it was unsettling. That's a good word for it. Speaking of which, we're almost at these guys. The thing is that the 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 standards of those days. That's not the right word. Standard. What was acceptable was way different. Rape was not something that was taboo. Of course, it wasn't okay, but today it's like, oh, it's completely taboo. Another thing is like being with kids, right? Like the Rolling Stones had that song, um, Stray Cat Strut and stuff. It was a different time. Um, Stray Cat Strut. There was other examples like that, things that today are not cool. Yeah, not cool. Back then, it was... Oh, speaking of not Dad, cool, our heroes okay. are getting the shit kicked out. Oh, she has that pan from the earlier scene. She's seeing the head of oh. the mother's pan. Daphne gave them the pan. Oh. Right, Daphne gave the pan. Daphne's uh, Shaggy's wife. Now, why? No, Daphne is not Shaggy's wife. Daphne is JD's mom. Oh, now, why have this scene at all? Well, it's a road trip. It's coming of age. Their innocence lost. There's some kind of change or something. I don't know. The movie's over. Yeah, this movie ended a long time ago. He took their. <laughs> she took their keys, and that was the big ha ha. Now they're getting picked up. 
where's the surfboard? Oh, the surfboard's there on the grass. So they're going to tie the surfboard right. to the car and go home. Now, luckily, we only have 15 minutes left. Yeah. But they're going to soak it. It's going to be time for the trip home. Something's going to happen to the surfboard, you'll see. And then we're going to do a flashback of where is everybody today? Oh, right. You can see the sun's coming up. It's Sparky's dead. Sparky's dead. I think they should give him like a Viking's funeral and like tie him to the surfboard and douse it in <laughs> yeah. gasoline, just throw it in the ocean. Uh, that would it's be perfect great. idea. Like do a pyre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cremate Sparky on the ocean. That's a great idea. Oh man, surf! They'll be like lifeguard. What's that? Surfer dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he died of alcohol poisoning. His blood's pretty flammable, I'd imagine. <laughs> right, just throw a match at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, they... look, see, Iris and Lardo are not a couple. So, now like, something's going on. Well, they're just good friends hugging out. Let's hear uh, the band music. I was not expecting you see the Circle Jer- Jerks logo on there? Yeah. The, the Circle Jerks aren't even mentioned or referenced. Uh, well, they're they were 80, a big band. They were a big band in 84 in California. We used to listen to some of the worst music, man. With the Terrible worst, songs. With the worst and names. And we'd be into it. With That's why we liked it. It didn't make sense. But I just like the fact that you could drive a car that says Circle Jerk on it. <laughs> like, no one once stopped them and said, I don't know the reference, but I know what a Circle Jerk is. That's disgusting. Yeah, I don't know the band, but we did that. Are you, are you guys here for the Circle Jerk? <laughs> for circle Jerks? <laughs> I yeah. never understood the appeal of that, man. It's so weird, <laughs> weird. I know, and that cookie at the end tasted disgusting. Am I right? Oh my God. <laughs> it's all soggy. It's the camaraderie of it all. Yeah, you're helping out a fella. <laughs> and so, so he goes, like, I called you an idiot for being drunk and something, but somehow you're all sober now, so I'm sorry. And you got your board. Sorry, you're going to die. Isn't it weird? Sparky is completely sober at this moment, and the whole plot point was that he had gone so far and he's totally drunk. Yeah, that's now true. Now it's tomorrow. Like, they don't even look bleary-eyed from a long night. No. They did this for Sparky, and Sparky got really fucked up when he did it. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. Your friends, you do a big favor for your friend, and he shows up drunk. No, this was all done for JD, Mike. Going surfing later? What else? No, I actually enjoyed myself tonight, man. Well, of course you did. You were fucking hammered. <laughs> you had no responsibility. Yeah. Fuck you, Sparky. They should be all greasy haired and smelling like body odor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they have, look at that stink coming out of the car. I'm stretching because I'm pretending. I just got out of the car. Look, he's checking out his stubble. He's, at least he's acting, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you know whatever happened back there? Oh, he just, he just roughed me up a little. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're <laughs> a Aw, uh, all that hugging. That meant nothing. Teenage awkwardness. You know what? I don't like National Lampoon movies with teenagers. They got to be collegiate bros. You know, I bet that's why we didn't see those girls on the beaches of boobs because they were probably under 18. So right. So had to keep it above. Yeah. Yeah. 
We would have paid more money for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's YouTube Red. YouTube, YouTube Blue. Red. Now, they should have really bad breath right now, but... Yeah. Whatever. You get it when you can. <laughs> that really sucks. At that age, yes. Yeah. Hey, shit, at our age? <laughs> but, but we can't talk for Levi. He's 25, right? Yeah, no, he doesn't the girl with bad breath. Sure. No, he's in the... All 25-year-olds have perfect breath. Yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's when you're younger or older that it goes off. It's from all the vaping. Yeah, the vape. Yeah. There's nothing but plumes of smoke in the studio. You know I'm coming vape. around the corner when you smell cotton candy. <laughs> Green apple. Yeah. <laughs> Big plumes of cotton candy. The yeah. smell. <laughs> Please don't light a match. Have you have you ever been seen those competitions where they vape and they they blow it out and they measure it? I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah, and it's I don't want to be in that building. Like that looks <laughs> awful. That poor building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People on the top floor are like, was there a fire? Like I appreciate it to a degree because like they can do something I can't do. Like they can make cool designs in the air, but at the same time, it's like I I, I can only respect it so much. Yeah. I don't, well, respect to weird. Oh, look at that cell phone he's got. Yeah, you see, I was. I didn't want to interrupt you, but look at it. Yeah. Brian Kramer. Now those are the neighbors who we met earlier, but we were talking during that scene. It was way when the board was getting made. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, so we have no idea. The last ten minutes is about the first five minutes. <laughs> but also, back then, people had car phones. It was not unusual to have a cord, a receiver with a cord in your in your uh, car. You would have an antenna on your car. Like the cops had it. Oh no! Oh, the board fell out! <laughs> That's right. What they struggled for. Oh and the neighbors are gonna run it over, right? Yup. Alright, here we go. Here's the big runoff. That's me panting. That's not their character. Ah, uh, it's cool. It looks Board's okay, okay, dude. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Cool. It doesn't look too bad. Whoa! Dude, whoa. Whoa, dude. Cut, cut, cut. I need more woes. After all that. And what J.D. learns is, it was never about the board. You know, I'm glad it's broken. He doesn't seem like he's responsible enough to have a a surfboard. Yeah, he seems like a real shit. Yeah. Like, he could have strapped it into the car. He didn't have to turn that sharp, you know. Right. Yeah, he could have strapped it in the car. It was on the ground for 30 seconds in the middle of the street before he decided to pick it up, so. <laughs> Dude, it's about the journey, <laughs> not the board. No, he deserves to be unhappy. I don't like this guy. Now, look, that's Ben Stiller's kid with a Latino girlfriend. You keep saying that. I'm not going to watch that movie. Watch it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here's this where they say. He was truly one of a kind, man, and I'll always remember the crazy died. shit we used to do together. Yeah, and now he's dead. Nobody did it like Sparky. Miss you, bro. He grew up, he became a dog, he changed his name to Marley. I just went to I wonder what happened became to him. an artist, just like she said she would. Uh, she's not rich and famous yet, but she still keeps her edge and visits Ventura whenever she can. Like, never. She never shows up, then. Anne found a great guy willing to commit to her. Aww. She's married, has a beautiful boy, and I still remain great friends with her and her family. On Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. The most exciting ending. Mike Mooney. He's a family man now. Mooney went on on to... And handshaping shaggy. 
You can hear him on Shaggy. And I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> Keep reaching for the stars. It was about a little dog named Snuggles. Oh, and there he is. He's walking the beach, and Joan Jett gets the last word, huh? Oh, I totally forgot about Joan Jett. You yep, see? there's Del. They totally underused her. They totally underused her. She was only in it so that there was a little buzz that, you know, we could say, Jett. and Joan Jett's in it. Well, she was in that Michael J. Fox movie. Do you remember that? Where she, they were both guitarists? Now. It was like something of light? But then again, lots of things have stayed the same. Never heard of it. Like Del. Oh, it's a good movie. Well, I haven't seen it, but it seems like a good movie. Did things and change? As for me, yeah. I got a beautiful wife. Uh huh. Four great kids. Uh huh. I'm fucking your wife right now. Music with my friends. <laughs> your kids are watching. I toot my own horn. <laughs> yeah, everything's perfect. Adele, as she lives on the beach, she's homeless, and I never helped her. That's a great life. <laughs> Yeah. Now I saw Joan's speech at PNC Art Center, and she was wearing like a, um, a sleeveless shirt. Yeah. And her her arms were hanging like an old lady arm. You, you told me this. This is a great story. Yeah. Well, she still has it. She is an old lady. Not everyone's Iggy Pop. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't she wear sleeves? Because she's fucking. No one's paying to see Joan Jett wear sleeves. <laughs> hey, what happened to fucking? Jett. What happened to our friends with the bongs? That was it? Yeah. So weird. Oh, here's the outtakes. There, it wasn't... They didn't need them in the... I don't know why they appeared in the film. It Ray Santiago. Here's the end credits. They're doing my favorite thing where they show pick, uh, scenes from the movie and then they get the credits. Joan Jett. <laughs> yeah, there's Lee. Right now, he's Lee Ving. I don't know who Lee Seth Ving. Morris is. I don't know who any of these guys are. James Remar, that's the guy who's in everything. And and Matthew Lillard. You can see Anne credit. That's a special one. Unknown. Oh, and the other guys that were added on her don't show up at the end because they didn't shoot it then. So so Vanessa Angel and uh, Afron doesn't show up and uh, uh, the other guy. Here, we'll see at the end. Hot Rod Girl, Debbie DeLucy. That was who was... Leaving is Hot Rod Guy. That's his credit. Yeah. But where's the other people? The, the extra people. They weren't in the end credits, were they? National Lampoon scenes. There we go. They added oh. it. The Greg Wilson. I told you, he's, he he lists his name with a duh. The Greg Wilson. Oh, no. The way. Greg Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> and that was written by Afron and the Greg Wilson. So, yeah, you're actually right. The National Lampoon scenes, they call it. They just added that part in. It's crazy. Definitely. Uh, I don't like how this movie ended. Like, he just threw a piece of wood into the ocean. <laughs> and, like, it's it ends on littering, basically. Yeah. He's being, he, he's being just way dramatic about it. I don't like... I don't like this guy at all. Well, he just saw Titanic, and he was kind of got into it. Just <laughs> cosplaying. Well, because he he doesn't. No one really stole it. He wiped out and he lost his board, and someone picked it up. So he could have accepted for the fact that he didn't have a board anymore. But no, they had to go on the search, and at the end, he throws it in the beach. Like, yeah, yeah, this is where you should have been. Boy, Mano Manoshevitz. I know you got to leave, Carl. But so let's. Uh, we're almost done with these credits. Is there like a scene at yeah. the end? We gotta wait till the end. 
Why is it? Why is uh? We still have four more minutes of credits. The fuck? There was that many people involved in this. Yeah, board shaping <laughs> titles. Oh, I get it. Well, we'll hang out here and then we'll play the trailer. Do you have time so we can play the trailer of next week's movie? You're gonna like this movie, Carl. Well, I'm gonna get in the car and I'll still be with you. I All won't right. be in front of you two. No, that's fair enough. Bitching webmaster babe is one of the title credits. Sarah Saturday. <laughs> Why did you just say her last name is Saturday? That's weird. You don't have to say bitching web. In the oh. memory of her father, brother, son, and friend, James M. Drury, Drury Jr. That's kind of heavy. Bummer. And who was Harry Arquette? Maybe he was the... Oh, right. We never well, checked. Her, the principal at the beginning? I, I don't know. Well, here's the songs. I didn't even know there were four Arquettes before this. I just only knew Patricia and David. Oh, no. Yeah, there was, there's many more. Oh, you didn't know Rosanna at all? No, she not was at the all. First. She was the first. She's good. She's probably, well, Patricia's good too. They're all good. Actually, there's nothing wrong with it. Bug, performed by Circle, Question Authority, Circle Jerks. Gidget Goes to Hell, performed by Bobby Alt. Oh, Iggy Pop. Performed by Pennywise. See, it's all these Van Warped Tour uh, wow. bands. Performed by Raging Arb and the Redheads. Oh, yeah, they're great. Fear, Let's Have a War 2009, Carl. They did a re... He, he redid it. Wait, 2009? He yeah. re-recorded that? Yeah, he re-recorded that. So it was probably cheaper for him just to re-record it. There's something legal there, yeah. Performed by Katy Perry. There's a Katy Perry song. That's was easy. Pass the Deutsche. Uh, where, who's, where's the performance? I should have told you to unmute when Pass the Deutsche came on. Cause then we could hear it in stereo, stereo, stereo. Uh, Dolly Rots, bad reputation, performed by the Dolly Rots, as you said before. Yeah. Uh, Destination Unknown, performed by Joan, Joan Jett, Jett and the by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. But right. that was Berlin, right? Wasn't Destination Unknown? Here we uh, go. The filmmakers would yeah. like gracefully acknowledge the following people during the filming of Endless Bummer. So this is the original movie. Thank you credits. Right. Right, because this was originally called Endless Bummer, then National Lampoon's Endless Bummer, and then... But the thing is, the movie wasn't, like, I, they only did that because it's a pun, because Bad Mike. the movie wasn't about it all being a bummer. Well, no, there's a pun, because there's a surfing movie called Endless Summer. Right. And people who know surf movies know that, or surfing, knows that's a surf reference. And it's a surf movie, and they're making a pun of a very niche joke. Right. And so they said, fuck it, throw some tits in there, get the Greg Wilson in here, and uh, change the title. Yeah, and get yeah, a and take, and take National Lampoon's, uh, yeah. you know, give the false impression, like, this will probably be good. You saw Animal House, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Re Ronald Reagan dialogue was excerpted from the August 11th, 1984 radio address. Uh, this is a real thing. Yeah, I, uh, about Law of Russia forever. Uh, we begin bombing in five minutes. That's my... That's my, uh, I'm Obama. Uh, <laughs> Reagan. Well, I like how the picture of Ronald Reagan was strategically placed in the house of the bad kids' dads. Right, right at the same level as Matthew's, so you can eye lock. Yep. 2009 Endless Bummer Productions. Thank you, Endless Bummer. Thank you, audience, for watching a full length movie on YouTube with us. Uh, we're going to go ahead. So next week. Uh, you know, actually, so are you doing any more shows, Levi? Are you are you performing? This well, week? I'm in the car right now. All right. You talking to me? Uh, 
I can. Tell, <laughs> what, what, what shows are you doing, Carl? The only thing scheduled I'm driving to right now is uh -huh. at that youth hostel, the comedy dungeon at the youth hostel, 60 West, 103rd Street, if anybody's around, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Sounds good. Uh, Levi, have you ever performed at a, a youth hostel? I know there's a show in Los Angeles. I did I did once in New York. Um, I was just um, it was at the hostel I was staying at, and then I had no idea there was a comedy show, and I was walking through, and it was like right in the Oh, cool. Oh, so you through. did a set. Yeah, so they just let me on. It was, oh, it was cool. a lot of fun. I wonder if it's the same one. But um, That's nice and lucky. Yeah. Yeah, it was my first set of 2018. It happened on New Year's, so it was pretty Oh, that's cool. even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did a New Year's Eve show. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, you did a New Year's show, like a real comic. Uh, uh, Levi, are you doing so? any shows you're doing here for the Mutiny Festival? Uh, no, my shows are, are done so far, but I'll, right. I'll be hanging out. But um, Well, where can people see you when they're in Los Angeles? Uh, I'm... You can check out my dates on levimanis.com. I got a. Uh, I'll be in Washington for a couple of weeks around the Seattle area doing a bunch of shows. So nice. if you're listening from there, all right. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, it's a great convenience. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, well, absolutely. This worked out great. Uh, just a, one quick note about the festival. There are shows tonight and tomorrow. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, come on by. Check out the station. Check out the live comedy. There's a lot of great acts from around the country. And if you can't do it. The recordings will be available, and I'll have information on my site, Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, and if you go to mutinyradio.fm, all I ask is uh, throw some money in for PayPal if you really like it, because it's, it's quality entertainment. Uh, so let's watch, uh, here's the trailer, Carl. Here's uh, next week's movie is called Food Fight! Exclamation point. So let's, uh, it's a cartoon. Here's the trailer. When the supermarket closes at night. Oh, it's, it's like sausage party, but clean, huh? It's sausage party, but there's a, a city comes alive. Wait, it's called Food Fight? It's not sausage point. party. No, no, it's, it's, it's the same idea. Gotcha. There's the Cheetos. Uh, she's cute. Uh, it is, uh, I believe, from the last five years ago. Uh, and well, I'm just saying, like, did Seth come out with this first, or is it these guys? And Seth said, this I believe, idea? I believe this has been going on for a long time. Uh, this movie has okay. the story about the movie is probably better than the movie. Although, for what we just watched, was the worst computer generated. 
excuse me, animation I've ever seen. But honestly, it doesn't look terrible. No, it doesn't look terrible. <laughs> it looks like it could be a fun movie. Well, a real quick recap, and we'll talk more about it next week. The producers said, hey, if you did a movie like Who Frayed Roger Rabbit, where these characters are running around our Space Jam, why don't we have the mascots of the food products uh, star in a murder mystery uh, that happened in a supermarket? Uh-huh. And not only did it backfire, but someone stole their animation and they had to redo it. Oh, no. Or some crazy story. But that's the reason wow. why the animation looks so bad. And this movie is really bad, and it's on YouTube. Hopefully in the next seven days when we come back, uh, we will love to uh, uh, do this movie. So the movie's called Food nice. Fight. That's next week. Uh, all I got to say is please check out uh, muniradio.fm for information about the festival and how you can and see donate. it live. Donate. Listen to it. It's really high-quality uh, hours of comedy, uh, these shows. I'm going to be here doing a show on Mini Radio on March 10th. That's a Saturday at 8 p.m. It'll be uh, sketch comedy uh, with a great difficulty. So I would love for you to check it out. And this Tuesday is uh, Layover at Oakland, if you want to check out my show there. And uh, who wouldn't? So, all right, Carl, that's it. What an exciting time, Levi. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks for being Thanks here. Thanks for, for being here, me, Levi. Appreciate that. Yeah, so let me uh, go ahead. I'll play, uh, well, Pam's here, so let's play the classic and get out of here. Thanks, Carl. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. Safe drive home. Bye-bye now. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. One last, uh, uh, I'd like to give you the schedule tonight. We'll be having a live show here at 5 p.m. Uh, it is the Roast Are you of tired? Jesus. It should be a lot of fun. We also have other shows. We have karaoke happening, a karaoke show. Uh, well, we have shows here starting from 5 o'clock, and the last show tonight is at 10. Oh, it ends at last show's at nine. So uh, come on by the station. Let's try this one more time. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>
everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.com.
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Uh, people now are very to the point. Like you can get everything on apps, like dicks. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like literally, you can um, you can go on Tinder. You can go on anything. Uh, you can have your weed, your groceries, and. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>
Hey everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. 